Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast, with yours truly, Nate Webb, the founder of Bullies Be Gone. Here on BBG, I go into all things kindness, bringing in guests and experts from all wakes of life. And we are all here for one reason and one reason only, to help you and your kids get over bullies, get off social media, and love your lives. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Guys, our youth feel immense pressure right now to be perfect, to not make mistakes, to be that perfect child. Um, and it's not going well. Like they, they feel so much guilt and shame when they make a mistake because it's natural to make a mistake because they're kids. Uh, one thing that most of our youth struggle with to some degree is pornography, um, either whether they're exposed or whether they're addicted. And smartphones and social media have made it ever more accessible. It's no longer if you see it, it's when you see it. There's a misconception out there that this is only a boy's problem when all kids struggle with it. And I've looked around, there's not many girls that have been sharing about their struggles. And because of that, there are a lot of girls hiding in shame because they don't feel like it's normal for them to struggle. Guys, it's normal to struggle. And it's not your fault that you're struggling. So in an effort to give some hope, I reached out to our guest today to share her story. Ashley Ayer is an activist and a child advocate who struggled with pornography for almost six years. Her story is full of hope, and it will hopefully inspire all of us to share our struggles. So listen up. This one's going to be awesome. But first, got to pay the bills. We back, everybody. So I am so excited to have our guest with us today. Um, Ashley Ayer, she's 19. She's born and raised in Utah, third of eight children, passionate about acting and music, been playing the piano for 12 years. And she struggled. She struggled with multiple addictions all throughout her teen years, and she worked hard to overcome them. Um, Ashley shared her story on many podcasts, um, Colin Karchner and several others. And she was actually able to speak at the Utah Coalition Against Pornography. Um, she feels strongly about the importance of speaking out against social media for kids, including any addictive technology um, that has the tendency to steal their childhoods. Um, she believes that her willingness to be vulnerable and sharing her story might offer hope and help others that may be struggling and help parents and understand that screen pornography addiction can happen to anybody, including their quote unquote perfect child um, and what they can do to make a difference. So welcome Ashley to the show. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, so how the heck are you? Where are you coming at us from? I'm doing so good. I am in Bluffdale, Utah. So. Okay, good old Bluffdale. Okay, that's like a skip away from us. Yep. I'm Willa, you know, go Buffs. That's right. Um, nice. So <laughs> first off, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, being vulnerable, sharing your story. It's full of so much hope. Uh, so many youth struggle with pornography. Um, so many think it's only a boy problem and it's just not true. So let's just dive in. Um, how old were you when you had your first exposure to pornography? Like, how did, how did it start? Give us, give us the story. So I actually don't remember my first exposure, um, but I remember when I was 11 years old, um, I ran into the idea of pornography. So basically I was raised in an amazing family. We 
Um, we were homeschooled, we had a farm, uh, just different from everyone else. And we didn't do a lot of technology either. Um, so I was also, I like to include this. I was um, kind of known as the perfect kid. I would always, um, you know, kind of like the teacher pet, the teacher's pet and would always do what I was supposed to do. Um, but having that label on me, that kind of affected me throughout all my teen years. And it was hard when I would mess up. I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to tell anyone because I was a perfect kid. So mm. basically when I was 11 years old, I found a book and it was a really good book, um, but it taught about, it taught about like morality and the consequences of not making good moral choices. And in that book, it taught about this boy who found pornography and had to talk to his parents about it, um, all of those things. So after that, I don't know why I got curious about it. It was just because I was 11. Um, You're a normal kid. Anyways, I, I looked for it in, right. <laughs> um, I looked for pornography in soft porn, obviously, in weird ways like dictionaries, um, mm. artwork, just basically that until I got a phone later on. Yeah. Um, at around that time as well, um, my parents had the big uh, teen talks, and um, that was, of course, a really big shock to me. Um, not, I don't know, because it is so much information, but after that, we moved. And so, you know, it's just all in my head. I didn't really know what to do with all that information. Right. Um, so we then move an hour away. Um, and that really shook up my world. Um, my family, we were uh, pretty stressed out. Um, things didn't work out. We jumped right into school for our first time. Um, my mom was pregnant with our eighth um, child in our family. Just everything was so crazy. We were constantly cutting down trees in our backyard. Um, and so we were kind of doing our own thing, if that makes sense. Right. Um, I don't want to say that my parents neglected us at all. Like they're amazing. Um, but it was just a different time in our life. We were kind of thrown off of our regular routine. Mm -hmm. Um when I went to school, I was around all these friends and they had phones. And so um I asked my dad if I could have a phone and because they trusted me so much, um it was kind of a no-brainer. And so I got a phone shortly after I was about 12 years old. And with that, I obviously got social media, um, YouTube, games, just all those things, because I didn't know how to use my phone. Um, I didn't use it for a tool. I mean, you know, <laughs> being the little kid I was. Right. Um, so when I was on social media, I found all sorts of weird things, you know, I ran into pornography and um, that led to an unhealthy coping mechanism. I turned to that and it just kept being more regular. And um, so that happened when I was around 12 and that stuck with me for about six years. Mm. Um, I, it was really tough because I didn't, want to tell anyone about it. I was kind of struggling on my own. Um, and 
you know, it's scary. It affected so many different parts of my life. It affected my relationships. It affected um, my schooling. I had to go home. You know, I had to be homeschooled like every other semester, which was really hard for me. Um, it just affected so many different ways. It affected my piano. Um, I wasn't able to practice as much. And during all of this, of course, I still, I, I was still a normal kid. My parents didn't really suspect anything. Uh, they knew something was off, but you know, I was still like performing at uh, rest homes and still participating in plays and amazing things. So this was just kind of a hidden second life. That's pretty much how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2017, I just happened to have an amazing conversation with my cousin. Um, we were really good friends and the topic came up and of course we didn't, we didn't struggle with the exact same thing, but we decided that we were sick of living this, this way. And it was just amazing being able to open up about this. Um, cause I'd never done that before. Um, about a week after that, I went and talked to my religious leader, um, the bishop, and I was able to work things through and kind of turn my life around. I um, got involved in more service. I was able to clean up my phone and, um, you know, I was able to put it behind me. Uh, Of course, I was still really scared and I didn't, I ended up never really telling my parents until this year. Um, Mm -hmm. And I didn't plan to ever tell them. Mm. Um, So I kind of like to that's that's basically my story with pornography, but I kind of right. like to add, um, I like to add a little bit more because this is kind of interesting. Um, later in 2018, um, I had a double jaw surgery. And when I had that happen, I wasn't able to eat solid food. Um, and because of social media, all that it, um, you know, all of the things that I was consuming all the time, it kind of gave me a bad, I kind of developed a bad body image. Um, and so when I had the surgery, I wasn't able to eat. I lost a lot of weight. Um, my body was so deprived. And so when I was able to start eating, I developed binge eating disorder and I struggled with that for about nine months. My mom didn't know about that. Um, but it's really interesting because looking back, the way that I recovered from that was basically the same as when I recovered from pornography. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was really kind of scary dealing with such um, big addictions at yeah. a young age. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, that's a lot to digest. Um, that is that is crazy. So, so it started when you know you you have memories. You know, eleven years old, looking at dictionaries and stuff. You got a phone. And social media played a big role in that, um, in your addiction. And it went on for yeah. six years during this six year period of time. Why didn't you tell your parents? Like what mentally kept you from talking to your parents about it? Mm-hmm. Um, well, first off, because I did have the label. I didn't want them to see me as anything less than perfect, right? which is ridiculous. Um, but you had that thing- pressure. You, you had that pressure yeah. on you. You thought right. I'm the perfect child. I can't mess this up. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing was that I was just scared. I was scared of how they would react. Mm. Um, 
because I don't know, that's just such a big thing. It's so taboo. I didn't know how they would look at me after or, or if they would yell at me. Um, and then the other thing was that they were just so busy. They had so much on their plate. I didn't really want to add another thing. Mm, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot of kids are like that too. Like they're like, I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint mom and dad. I don't want to add another thing on their plate. And they end up not sharing their struggles with their parents who, I mean, arguably probably wouldn't, I mean, yes, they'd be disappointed and probably upset a little bit, but they'd probably be super supportive, but the unknown is terrifying. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that, I mean, I, that was me at 14, you know, I struggled with the same thing and I was like, I am terrified. Um, and so for me getting caught was the best thing that ever happened. Um, now being a girl and having pornography kind of people think it's a boy problem. Um, did that play into how long it lasted or like the denial or anything making it a little bit harder for you because you're a girl and a lot of people think this is a boy's problem? Oh, absolutely. Um, I didn't think I could tell anyone because I didn't think anyone would be struggling with that. You know, a girl at least. Um, and because of that, I don't know. I was looking around like for podcasts about girls that struggled with that. I was looking everywhere and I guess girls just don't really talk about it, but I know that some of them actually do struggle with pornography. Oh yeah. Nowadays. Oh yeah. So many girls struggle with pornography. I read a romance novel for young adults. I'm like, Holy smokes. This is, this is Kano Bueno for, for teenagers. Um, so I know the girls struggle. It's just, it's hard for people to talk about something that they feel is taboo or they feel is not normal when, mm -hmm. okay, girls listening. It's normal. You know, you're, many of you are struggling. If you have a phone for heaven's sakes. Um, I mean, you talked about social media playing, a you know, playing a pretty big role in this. What apps exposed you to the most pornography? Oh, um, Instagram probably is number one, definitely. Uh, Snapchat, mm. for sure, on the Explore page. Um, Pinterest was a huge one. Really? And yeah. Pinterest. And then YouTube. Yeah, yeah. YouTube. Pinterest. Pinterest. You wouldn't think. <laughs> Pinterest, y'all. Oh, my goodness. I actually hadn't heard of that one before. I know Instagram. It's just a hashtag away. I know Snapchat right. and TikTok are garbage, so they're chuck full of it. Um, but I hadn't even thought about Pinterest. Oh my gosh. I wow. mean, but it's like basically just pictures. So it makes sense. <laughs> right. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. But just, you know, never think because Pinterest is for like party ideas and crap, man. Right. <laughs> wow. Um, so parents, I hope you're hearing this. If your kid has social media, if your kid has a smartphone, it's not it. It's not if they're going to run into porn. Mm -hmm. It's not if they're going to see these things. It's when. And so you need to be prepared for when that happens and you need to be prepared to be able to talk to your kid or have them to be able to talk with you. Um, and no matter how good of a job you guys do, your kid's going to be nervous talking to you about it. Um, so be there for them, be there for them for the little stuff so you, that they will trust you with the big stuff. Um, so, yeah. So, and, and guys, I want you to let you guys know, like Ashley said, she had an amazing family. You have great parents. Um, how much, I don't know, how much of a difference would have made 
if you didn't have that fear, even though your parents are great parents, you were, you still had that fear of the unknown. Um, you know, is there anything that could have changed that or not really? Oh, for sure. Um, I think fear was the biggest thing that was holding me back. Um, I probably would have told them with, you know, like within the first exposures, um, just because that was, it was so, it was such a shock to me. I'm sure I would have opened up to them if I wasn't scared of the unknown. And that could have saved me so many years. Right. And if you would have, I don't know, struggling. If you would have made a couple more mistakes beforehand, like, you know, you're the perfect child um, and having that weight and I can't break my perfect streak, but man, <laughs> <laughs> um, parents, your kids are going to make mistakes. They're going to slip up. Um, they're probably going to see pornography sometime in their life. You just need to be able to support them. Um, a great resource if you or your child is struggling with pornography is Protect Young Eyes. Uh, they help parents with this uh, stuff, scripts. They, they do everything. Uh, Google them. It's awesome. Um, so, you, you know, we talk about parents and what advice would you have for parents with kids that are struggling? What's one thing you would tell a parent right now who may be listening that has a kid that's struggling with this stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, I really think such a big thing is uh, lately, not just kids struggle with phones, um, also the parents do too. And I think it's so important that parents, you know, you need to sit down your phones, you got to go connect with your kids. Um, it's so important to gain a relationship with your kids. Um, you know, just the little things, just talking with them every day, go hang out with them. Um, I think that when we are able to bond um, and build a better relationship, then your kids will come and talk to you. And it's just, it helps so much. Um, My mom really was amazing this year and she, I was able to talk to her and I told her about all the stuff um, that I struggled with for so many years. And she has been my buddy ever since. And we've been able to talk Um, even when I run across stuff right now, you know, it's not like I'm perfect um, and I have a phone. So I'm able to go talk to her and we're able to work things out. And it's just helps so much when your kids can come and talk to you. I love that. Step one, put your phone down. Step two, talk yeah. to your kid. <laughs> I think that'll solve a lot of problems. Step one, put your phone down. Um, and, mm-hmm. and now, I mean, you know, you struggled for a long time and now you're being able to put it past you. But not only that, you're in this, you're in a good space of advocacy now. How did you end up there? <laughs> um, Colin Kirshner, he's amazing. Um, I was following him on Instagram and I saw that he was interviewing Smith. Um, he was 16 at that time. And it just said straight up on the story, like interviewing the 16 year old about pornography. <laughs> And I was really surprised that this young kid was talking about this. So I messaged Colin and um, I told him my story and he invited me on this podcast. Um, Since then, it's been so cool to be able to talk to so many teens and so many parents. And it just feels so good to be able to, you know, try to help, try to spread light because I know that that was awful and I don't want anyone else to go through that. Right. Um, so that's pretty much it. 
Man, and you've been on a few podcasts since talking about it. You went with Colin and Smith and oh don't tell me his name <laughs> luke there we go yeah um you and smith and luke and colin went down to the coalition against pornography in utah that was amazing yeah. um and it's just going and it just keeps going um i've seen the things you guys have been involved in you guys are doing big things so how can people <laughs> keep track of what you're doing ashley how can people keep in touch shameless plug time <laughs> so i'm just on instagram just my name ashley Air. um yeah, that's pretty much all I'm at. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And that's going to be in the show notes, guys. So go follow her. Um, she's a great light right now. Um, it, it, she, they're doing amazing things. Um, and oh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Ashley. Um, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of pe- a lot of kids and a lot of parents are going to be, I don't know, this, this helps people to t- share their struggles a little bit more because we all struggle and it's normal to struggle. So talk yeah. about it a little bit more and don't be ashamed. Um, but yeah, there you go. Um, go follow her. She's awesome. Uh, make sure to go follow me at bulliesbee.gon for your daily dose of positivity. And always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug. We'll see you on the next one.